We are here at the New York Grand Prix, and we're speaking with Ronaldo Nehemiah, one of the greats and of course hurdling, um, but of course one of the greats in a lot of things he's done after the track. But uh, Ronaldo, just tell us how you're feeling about this weekend. It's always good to be uh, close to home, if not at home, in uh, New York. I'm a native New Jersey, and so uh, it's fond memories anytime I can come back to the East Coast. I'm the East Coast uh, born and bred. Um, and several of my clients, in particular, Shakari Richardson, has never been here, so it's her first time experience, and she's very excited about all that New York has to offer. Uh, I was just mentioning to her about uh, Usain Bolt breaking the world record here uh, several years back, and so she got excited about that. Um, and the nostalgia of what the Big Apple represents. Uh, and so for us to have a, a track meet return here, I think it's very significant. I have a couple of athletes here, uh, Isaiah Young running 100 meters, and of course, Shakari running. Had two other athletes, but they, they decided not to compete. So I'm just excited just to watch the athlete just two weeks before our national championships, the world championship trials. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how people are, are, are you know, uh, running into form at this hour. Nice. Um, and of course, you're from Jersey. Um, so talk to me, though, about how, like, what made you decide to go down to Maryland to compete in college? Well, I always wanted to go to a, a large school, but yet a, uh, close enough that I could get back and forth. Uh, the schools out on the West Coast were great, but, you know, at that time, I didn't think my family had the finances to get me home as often as I might want to go. So Maryland being three and a half hours away from my doorstep uh, made it more feasible. And then the University of Maryland track team were the ACC champions for like 23, 24 years in a row. So they were competitive enough on the East Coast. And I just thought if I was as good as I thought I would be, I'd get to travel the country anyway against the, yeah, the rest of the country's best athletes. And then, of course, coming going from Maryland and then um, pro, I guess professional track was still kind of building at the time that you were there. But can you talk to me about the transition from Maryland into competing um, professionally and then even into the NFL? What was so the transition from amateur track into professional football was a, was a uh, I guess, a gigantuan jump. Uh, and it's America's pastime, you know, the NFL. So that was something every red-blooded American kid would love to be able to play that. Uh, it was never an aspiration of mine. It just kind of happened, and I, I had a football background in high school, so that kind of worked out, and I couldn't have gone to a better situation than the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, contrary to that, when I returned, the sport that was amateur when I left was now a professional sport. Um, a little different for me because I ran for the love of the game, and then all of a sudden everybody was running for money, which was a little different. And even still today, the athletes, I say very few of them love the sport. They're, it's a transactional, uh, I guess, experience for some of them which is uh, disheartening because if you love it, you stay in a long time. You, you, you don't cut corners, you do everything you have to do to be the very best. Um, and so ever since the advent of professional sports, I see that the root of all evil is money. And I'm okay with people earning a living. I'm happy that people are you know, making a living and they can have a career out of it. Uh, I just want them to get closer to having it really mean something to them, have them learn about the legacy. I mean, I have hurdlers, uh, some of the best ones today that don't even know who I am, you know, and uh, I did a lot to pave the way for them, uh, and it wasn't always pro, you know, so, and in the amateur days, uh, my event was more popular than it is today, so, uh, but that's full circle, and we just hope that there are certain people like uh, Grant Holloway, who's a great student of the game, who's a great ambassador, 
and so if there was a handing of the baton, I couldn't have handed it to uh, any better hands than and Grant. And we have others in the pipeline. I mean, we're historically a great country full of hurdlers, uh, so that's a legacy that's been entrenched that whoever becomes a hurdler wants to be somebody. So, but the sport in itself, uh, you know, uh, the sport waits for no one. We grow them like trees. You know, we're a wealthy country and we're rich in the, in the heritage of track and field. And so I'm happy about that, that we're still seeing phenomenal performances and uh, superstars and men and women are being born every day. And that's something that's very promising. Nice. Um, so just a couple more questions. Can you talk to me about some of your role models who you looked up to either in track or outside of track as you were getting into sports? Yeah. Um, so my, role, <laughs> my first role model of recollection was, was Clyde Frazier. I mean, he was so cool, and the Puma suede uh, shoe was so cool. I actually wore Pumas my entire career, thanks to uh, Clyde, because he made wearing Pumas cool. Uh, but he was just, he was a, a great talent, but yet he was uh, had this cool demeanor and, and unaffected by it. He knew who he was, he was assured of himself, but he wasn't over the top, he wasn't arrogant, and he just handled his business. Um, I liken myself kind of that way. I mean, I put on shows, but once the show was over, I just wanted to be the normal guy, your next door neighbor. Um, I, I gained, I, I, Reggie Jackson, the Yankees. I uh, didn't even know that he was a fan of mine when I first met him, because I was a fan of his. And the coolest thing about sports is the fraternity, no matter what sport you're playing. And so, you know, when you meet somebody like that who pulls you up in you know, high esteem, it's, it's, to me, it was very humbling because I've never tried to get too high or too low. And uh, I was never an autograph seeker, so I was more, it meant more that they spent time talking to me than me getting their autograph. But that was an indelible impression that would last forever. Uh, uh, Magic Johnson came out the same time I did. Uh, as great as Magic is, he was a fan of mine. Uh, if he sees me today, he'll say, hey, Ronaldo, what's happening, brother? I haven't seen you in a while. That's something that it means the world to me because uh, he's, He's remained grounded. Uh, he's never got too high, or too low. Um, and then uh, I have to say my parents, you know, because they're the ones that, um, you know, instill in me that, you know, this is a, a gift from God, and you know, he gets all the praise, and it's, you know, don't ever think that it's all about you. Uh, and so I didn't have to read headlines because I lived it. You know, as I'm running races, it never gotten any better than that. No reporter could ever write it better than I experienced it. Um, and, and it didn't define me. It was something I did very well. But, um, you know, I was well adjusted. And I think that's just because, you know, the way I was raised. Um, and I never felt I was better than anyone. Yes, I competed better than certain people, but that didn't make me better than them as human beings. And so I think that perspective has kept me grounded and appreciative of so much yeah and then um, of course you spoke about a lot of the athletes you work with now I um, mean throughout your entire career from Shakira Richardson to I think like Karani James and yeah, Alan Johnson right yeah, plethora yeah. so as you've gone through your career um, how have you supported them not only in like the work that you do for track but in some of the things that you were saying to help them remain grounded um, as they've navigated through their career and even as they've transitioned into you know post career so so the most important thing for me is to teach them the business of, of sport of the game yes we want them to perform well but I, I try to have them 
within their first two years they're very green they don't know that much but then I empower them because I actually work for them even though I'm old enough to be their father uh, but I'm you know they are my bosses and I let them know that and so we have we have total transparency you know uh, the key is I was I was I was them before them and so I can relate to what they're going through but I also want them to understand the nature of the business and I also want them to know that at the end of the road if the only thing someone can say is how good of an athlete you were then you failed you know because you, you're more than that and so I try to get them to develop interest and potential post career uh, occupations or endeavors um, so that when they get to the end of the road they don't go now what you know so I tell them every business card you get you, you keep it and you follow up on that that person took a speci uh, specific interest in you for a reason that's why he or she gave you the business card uh, you never know if you have an interest in that line of work that they're in um, and so take advantage of all the opportunities that come your way because of what you're doing and that way you can groom yourself along the way like I had a I started working every offseason uh, in a brokerage firm because I was intrigued with finance and then I had a job waiting for me when I finished and then I became a partner in a brokerage firm so I never had to kind of go now what and so I try to lead by example and tell it you know guys and gals that you can do that I also I have been as successful in the last four or five years but athletes like Allison Felix Sonia Richards who left school as a sophomore and Allison turned pro as a high schooler I want them to get their four-year degree you know, uh, our sport really doesn't take off until May, so they can, school's coming out in May, so you can really still go full-time. Allison was a full-time student and became the best in the world. Sonia Richards, the same thing. Karani James, the same thing. So, uh, and society only puts the bare minimum requirement on you, which is four years. And so, if you're going to cheat that, then you'll probably be cheating other things along the way. So, it kind of gives them some foundation. And as a person of color, it's very important for me to see our brothers and our sisters value their education. Because not everybody, if any, can walk away from this sport and live happily ever after. This can be a springboard as they look for the next occupation. But uh, there's very few, uh, you know, at the time, Marion Joneses or Usain Bolts, people like that, even Allison Felix. So most people are going to have to have another job. So you need to do the right things and the right planning. And my, my clients are receptive of my insight and my advice. Most of them, with a few exceptions, reflect the same personality that I have. And so that's good. Yeah. And last question. So, of course, you did the 110 hurdles you are one of the goats in the 110 hurdles um and you dabbled a little bit in some other events but if you can compete in any other event that was not the 110 hurdles could be on the track could be on the field what would you do 400 meters yeah uh i had a lot of talent i ran very well when i ran those 400 the pin relays and things of that nature uh, at a young immature age I wanted to be able to talk at the end of my race which the 400 didn't afford many times uh, so but I, you know I kicked myself all the time because I could run a good 200 but I had the strength to run a really good 400 I never really allowed myself to venture into that and during my era we were kind of forced to be the best in one thing do one thing doing more than one thing it was frowned upon you know and so that mindset has changed um, because I could do a lot of things but uh, 
but I was the best in the world at what I did, so I guess, you know, I'm not going to be that upset about it. Yeah. Well, Renato Nehemiah, again, one of the legends in the sport, and I really appreciate everything you were sharing. I think these are some really good gems for, you know, athletes now and, you know, as they uh, continue through their careers. So, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you.